2: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to "Playing Dirty: Sports Scandals" on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff on Veasan, the sports betting network.
3: The clock is ticking and the money is flowing. You are looking live at the Circa Casino Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Week 2 of the National Football League 60 minutes away. Welcome everybody. Let me start off by giving you one statistic. Last year we had our first 17-game schedule in the National Football League. No team started 0 and 2 and made the playoffs. That's why the pressure is on. Let's just take the Raiders right here in Las Vegas. They're playing another 0-1 team, the Arizona Cardinals. So those teams that lost last week, they are feeling the heat going in. Now, a week ago on Countdown, we told you how the money had come in so heavily on Saturday night on the Minnesota Vikings that they had become the favorite against the Green Bay Packers. I hope some of you cashed in on that. We've had another instance, not as much money, But we've had a flip of a favorite. The New York Giants are now an underdog. They're catching a point from the Carolina Panthers. So money has been flowing in throughout the day, probably on DraftKings back in New York and New Jersey and places like that. And the Panthers are now the favorite. The other team that has attracted a lot of money, and this is related to injuries, okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are now only a three-point favorite. Earlier, there were a four-point, but that's because of injuries. Inactives for the Indianapolis Colts include two very key people, all right? Michael Pittman, their number one target wide receiver, and Shaquille Leonard, one of the better linebackers in the National Football League. So that's the late money movement. We're soon going to be checking in with Chris Andrews down at the South Point to see what's going on down there. But a couple of notes for me. The survivor... Last week, and I hope you followed my advice to go for the Ravens, playing the lowly Jets who didn't figure to put up much of a battle, even though they ran the football, as Michael Lombardi pointed out. However, the Ravens were a key pick. Today, the Broncos are the number one pick in the survivor pool here at Circa, but I'm saying stay away. Not because I think they're going to lose to Houston, but I'll tell you why in a moment. I'm going with the Rams the Rams in a bounce back. They've had extra rest. They're a double-digit favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. Save the Broncos for later in October when they host the New York Jets. The only way to play Survivor, it doesn't always work, but you got to look down the road. For example, here at Circa, Thanksgiving and Christmas, two separate weeks, okay? So already I've said I'm saving the Bills. They go to Detroit I want to save Buffalo into that Thursday Thanksgiving week. So there we have it. Now, let's have some fun, okay? I mean, oh, yeah, you try to make some money and you try to have more winners lose. I got it. But every now and then, you got to have a long shot, Sally, okay? Here's an interesting stat I uncovered this week. I didn't realize it. No wide receiver, no wide receiver has ever been the MVP in the National Football League, Okay. I've got a candidate for you. You know who it is. Let's look to the Minnesota Vikings and Justin Jefferson. What a weapon he is. Nine catches, 184 yards and two touchdowns in that victory over Green Bay last week. Now, here at Circa, he's plus 7,500, okay? So I couldn't resist. I dropped a little 10 spot down on him. 10 spot on Jefferson to win it because if he goes off on Monday night, Against the Eagles, I won't be the only one betting now, on Jeff. So you got to have some fun during the course of a season. So that's what to do. Let's say Jefferson is becoming just a magnificent, magnificent wide receiver. With the new coach, more offensive minded than Coach Zimmer was. Uh, you can expect him to be catching a lot of balls from Kirk Cousins as the season unfolds. All right. Let's begin checking around town. See what's going on. Our buddy Chris Andrews uh, down at the South Point one of the best bookmakers in the history of this city, Chris. How are you here as we get ready for week two, my friend?
4: Busy, busy, busy. A lot of action today. A lot of movement. A lot of a lot of money coming in today. It's kind of slow all week, Brent, but they're making up for it this morning. Uh,
3: and uh, what are the teams attracting a lot of attention? Uh, as I reported already, the Panthers flipped in a favor. Yeah. How about uh, how about with you, Chris?
4: Well, I, I tweeted out earlier that a lot of the zero and one teams playing one and zero teams are getting action. Uh, that would be the Panthers, uh, the Patriots, 49ers, Packers, Titans, and like you said, it's it's very difficult to go zero and two in this league and then make the playoffs. Uh, so I think a lot of handicappers are thinking that this is um, just huge games, even though we're in week two, just huge games for some of these teams. And, uh, you know, I can understand the philosophy, and, uh, you know, I I kind of agree with it. But, uh, you know, we'll see how everything shakes out because they are getting opposition from the public on these games. So um, that that's always a good thing for bookmakers.
3: You know, a very attractive Sunday night game, Chris, because it's uh... – even though the Packers are favored by 10 over the Bears, as they have been all week. But it's it's Green Bay in Chicago. It's two of those historically relevant teams in the National Football League. Tell me about money on the Sunday night game. Does it come in during the day, or is it more apt to come in later, just prior to the kickoff tonight?
4: Well, we'll probably do... I'd say over 50% of the action after the 1 o'clock games are finished. So that's usually like about 4. So in that last hour, we'll do most of our business. But as of now, Brent, I mean, I got most of the money on the Bears and most of the tickets written on the Bears, which is very strange for a Sunday night 10-point dog. But that's the way it's come. And, I mean, you look at the Packers last week, looked horrible. The Bears, you know, Didn't look great, but they did pull out a win, a nice win at home. So I think a lot of people remember the last thing they saw, which the Bears winning and the Packers not only losing, but looking terrible in losing.
3: Now, the Dallas Cowboys uh, suffered a very unfortunate injury, as you know, Chris, losing quarterback Dak Prescott for a month or so. We'll have to wait and see. He's going to wear a headset, by the way, and he's going to be talking to Cooper Rush down there from the sideline and see if he can help him out. Now, the Bengals uh, now, because of that, as a seven-point favorite, uh, but the public still loves the Cowboys. Are you seeing some money coming down on Dallas, even though they're going to be without Dak?
4: Oh yeah, we, right now. If they if they kicked off right now, we'd actually need the Bengals in the game. Um, so they took a, they took a bigger number though. They took seven and a half. We've been at seven now for quite a while, and uh, they're laying the seven. So it looks like one of those games where if you want the Bengals, you're going to lay the seven. If you want the Cowboys, you're going to wait for seven and a half or hope for a seven and a half. I see seven with some juice on the favorite and some other spots, but, you know, we don't do that here at South Point. We do everything at 11 to 10. I don't think we're going to get back to seven and a half because I did take a pretty big whack earlier in the week on the Cowboys. But uh, I think that's just going to be one of those games I'm going to hope it doesn't come seven and anything else happens, we should be okay.
3: You know, uh, Chris, when those of us who don't make lines and aren't math experts, but every week there's always a line that surprises me, at least one. And this week it was the CL Seahawks catching nine against San Francisco. I know that it was a difficult monsoon in Chicago, basically, for the 49ers in that upset loss to the Bears last week. Uh, But still, Trey Lance just has not shown me enough that I can come to any conclusion as to whether or not he's going to be an outstanding quarterback for the 49ers or not. And uh, Geno Smith, was he was very good, I thought, in that upset over the Broncos. So the line came out around 8.5 and, and 9, settling in around 9, some type places even earlier in the week it was 9.5. Tell me about that line on the Seahawks and the 49ers.
4: Oh, Brad, it's funny you say that. This has been my biggest action game of the week. And we opened 8.5. We got up as high as 10. We're back to 9. And, I mean, there's a lot of opinions on this game. uh, And you can see why. I mean, the Trey Lance thing is like, yeah, I think most people were – kind of in your, your category of thinking that we don't know where to put this guy. And Geno Smith, a pretty decent quarterback, but I don't think anybody's going to build their franchise around. But he played well last week. And, again, the Seahawks won a big game, uh, very visible to a national audience. And then the Niners, again, looked terrible in losing. But this game has gathered – A lot of interest and a lot of money with people expressing their opinions. And, once again, Brent, as bookmakers, we love to see that. (laughs) A lot of opinions both ways. Yeah, this is my biggest handle game. Now, I don't know if it's going to wind up that way because we're taking a lot of money in on a lot of other things. But it is a a later game. I expect it's going to, you know. Garner further action as we go through the day, but a ton of business on this game. But, Brent, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what to make of this one. I really don't. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, Chris, does, does my buddy Michael Gahn still come in in the late afternoon and, and sit down and, and, and see what,
4: which team? <laughs> well, it, he just got in from Ireland last oh. night. So I talked to him last night. I talked to him again this morning. He says, Now I'm going to give you the day off because <laughs> you're on your own today. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we love having Michael in there. It's great. He's just like a kid, Brent. He's, just, you right. know, he's. A billionaire, seventy-nine years old, but he's in there sweating the games just like uh, just like any guy out there with a twenty-dollar parlay. You
3: got oh him. yeah, he he really watches it. And uh, a couple of inactives uh, that people should be aware of, Chris. Uh, Alvin Kamara yeah. is inactive for the uh, New Orleans Saints in that game against the Bucks. Now they have dominated Tom Brady uh, since he's gone down to Tampa Bay, uh, but I think Kamara is a relevant loss for the Saints in this game. How about you?
4: Yeah, early in the week they took the Saints plus the three off me. Um, again, they they have had good success against Brady <laughs> since he's been in Tampa. But when the Kamara injury came out, the money shifted back. So we're running the game three right now. You know, I see it lower in some spots, but you know, I'm letting money uh, kind of rule the day here. And uh, we're at three, but I think the Kamara injury is huge, regardless of how much success the Saints have had against uh, Tampa, Tom. Uh, I, You know, I, I think three is probably a pretty good number in this game.
3: Ah, Chris, always great to check in with you, my friend, yes, down sir. at the South Point and uh, get the latest on uh, how they action.
4: Yeah, great, great action today. Well, you know, uh, they picked our pockets a little bit yesterday, Brent, so it's nice to see ah. them uh, stimulating the economy and bringing <laughs> it back into action. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes, indeed. (laughs)
3: Miss Miss Andrews uh, from the Southport. We'll be checking in as we continue our countdown to kickoff. Derek Stevens and Mike Palm also will check in on the contest coming up on Countdown.
6: If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the
1: Sports Betting Network.
3: Well, you cannot afford to be without it. vCN Pro. Go to vCN.com slash subscribe. Believe me, during the week I check this every day. And you can't believe some of the tips. Michael Lombardi is in there. Steve Mackinen, who will be on Countdown a little bit later in the day. It's only $175 through the Super Bowl. Again, go to vCyn.com slash subscribe and be a subscriber to V SIN Pro, I got a couple of pros with me. I got to tell you right now. It's always Derek Stevens. He's the maestro here. I got to tell you, when you come to Las Vegas, folks, and you're going to those various sports books, do yourself a favor and make sure you come here to Circa. It's the biggest in the world. And believe me, you will not be disappointed. And his right hand man, who is right here, who stayed up through the middle of the night to find out what was going on. Did you tell me that was a four hour? Lightning-delayed game in the Midwest last
8: night? Four hours at Kinnick. They, they wrapped that thing up at one thirty local time. In a game that saw Nevada have 130 yards of offense. It wasn't uh, really a spellbinder. So the Hawkeyes? <laughs> they come, covered with a touchdown in the co- fourth quarter. 27 nothing. Game stays under.
3: See what I mean? Mike gives me the latest update. Derek, <laughs> we've got to go to the book here at, uh, at the Circa. Uh, give me an update on
9: how the money is uh, flowing on the games and what you have. You know, overnight, while Mike was watching watching this game in Iowa, there's something that happened overnight. There were five line moves overnight, and four of them were on unders. the The uh, Ravens game, uh, Ravens-Dolphins, went from 44 and a half down to 44. Jets-Browns, 39 to 38 and a half. Lions game went from 48 and a half down to 48, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks-49er game went from 40 and a half down to 39 and a half. So the only moves we saw overnight. Were on four totals on the on the only side that flipped, we had a flip flop. We had, a, we had a, uh, a favorite change that took place on this Giants uh, Panthers game, where the Giants were a favorite. When I went home last night, woke up. Panthers are the favorite here this morning. And that's what's carried on in the last few minutes, like since 11 a.m. Eastern time. So the last let's say the last 75 minutes, we've had we've had uh, three moves again on the under. Buck Saints went from uh, 44 down to 43-and-a-half. Giants went from 44 down to 43-and-a-half. And the Patriots and Steelers went from 40-and-a-half down to 40. So both overnight and the late money has predominantly all been on unders today.
3: And listen, if you were listening to Derek last week when he reported that right here at Circa, because of the weather is one of the factors when he gave the under coming down in Chicago, you were able to cash some tickets last week on the under. So that's late information during this countdown to kickoff. And it is absolutely worth listening to. Now I checked the weather a little bit earlier. We don't have anything, any place like we had last week in Chicago. However, Derek, there is a Mm -hmm. chance in San Francisco, for a little bit of rain, and I think you mentioned on that Seahawks 49er game, that's the one that could have a little bit of rain. Not the monsoon of Chicago. Now, don't don't overreact, but there could be some rain in there. Trey Lance is going to have a couple couple wet games to start this season. It's really rather <laughs> amazing. You know, okay, everybody said, wait a minute, wait a minute. The kid's from North Dakota State. He ought to be able to handle games like that. Uh, let, me, let me point this out. North Dakota State plays in the Dome. And Fargo, okay, so he's not accustomed to that. Uh, Mike, I always like to check in to find out which teams are being played in the Circa Million mm-hmm. and in the Circa Survivor. I always like to get that update from you, my friend. Yeah,
8: Derek Derek predicted that the Bengals would be the play in Survivor. I told him he was crazy. And they're the sixth most popular pick, right, with, with Dak Prescott out. Now we'll, we'll find out where you went. But the Broncos, as we thought, most popular with 869, double-digit favorite at home against the Texans. And then the 49ers playing uh, in in Santa Clara against Seattle, 481 picks. This I told him and was right. The Browns, even though they're not one of the top four favorites by the point spread, would be a top three selection. And they are. They're third with 358. Remember two years ago when we first did Survivor Brent, 1,300 people, 35 went had a perfect season. Now, it was. It wasn't 17 games. There wasn't Christmas. So they went 18 and 0, not 20 and 0. But remember, everybody just kept playing against Jets, against Jaguars, against Jets, against Jaguars. People like you that bet Baltimore last week and had a pretty easy win uh, against Joe Flacco and the Jets came back here on on the Browns. Then the Rams, huge favorite against Atlanta at Sofi 304. Fifth most popular pick is the Sunday night game, the Packers against your Bears.
3: Uh, I had a text, Derek, from a from a very a fan who knows you. Tell Derek that when teams tie, we should have a half a point and go forward and not be eliminated.
9: Well, you know, this, this, these are the things we got to write rules. We got to write rules. You know, <laughs> as Mike said, you know, first year we did 35, 35 people went undefeated, so we had to add in an extra holiday with Christmas. So last year, it took you, you know, you had to go twenty, and 0 to get go undefeated, and we had five people that went undefeated. I, I still think that uh, this year. There will be undefeated uh, contestants in this thing. Couple things, you know. Last week was was rather crazy. The most amount of people knocked out in Circus Survivor ever. We lost fifty six percent, more than half the entries, more than half. And people ask me like, "Oh, are, are you happy about?" It? Like, no, I'm not happy. I want I want people to survive because people enjoy it. People love it. We're down yeah. to two thousand six hundred and eighty five uh, entries today. Now, one thing, I, Brian, I want to say, week two, week two in twenty twenty in the Circus Survivor. We went into the, to today with 805 eligible contestants for Week 2 in 2020. And you know how many people got knocked out in Week 2? Four. <laughs> just four. four. Yeah, so I'm hoping that today we don't knock a lot of people out. I, I, I want people to to enjoy this and, and, and love it. I think today we're not going to see a lot of, lot, of, lot of teams get knocked out. Week 1 was just brutal. This is a little bit different this week.
3: No, I want to go to what Mike said, okay, about – the Broncos being number one today and why I did not go there. And I'm going to go to the Jets. They play the Jets in Denver uh, late in October. I think it's the 23rd maybe. And that's when I intend to use the Broncos. Okay. So I, I did not, I went to the Rams with extra rest, 10 point favorite over Atlanta sitting at home. I think they'll bounce. I've got great respect for the coaching staff uh, in, in uh, Los Angeles. And, And like Derek said, Rules are rules, and so I don't think, did anybody select the Texans? I doubt it, but there were some people riding riding the Colts last week uh, who were knocked out, and we, we will see. I, I'm like Derek. I like to see people going forward. Now, speaking to what Derek just told you about the survivor about Thanksgiving, that's where I'm saving Buffalo. They go to Detroit. You must look ahead if you're playing survivor. The toughest one, week. I want to tell you, the Christmas week that they added that is going to be a very difficult week. How many entries do you have in the Survivor? Uh my second one was knocked out with the Colts. Oh, so you're down to one? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no,
9: oh no. I think I think Brent,
3: people with multiple I'm down to one. People with multiple entries
8: still. And nobody has all six, I think you I asked you, that went in with six, kept six forward kept because six. they they moved them around in week one. Two yeah. here, two there. But if you have multiple entries left, I think people are targeting trying to play two sides of the same game on Christmas. I mean,
3: the the point spreads are all less than a field goal right now. I know. (laughs) I know. And, you know, uh, Mike and Derek, to the best of my knowledge, the best the first survival contest at a major casino. Was right here, and now I look around the country. There's all kinds of survivor pools uh, going on by the various books. So you started a great thing, uh, Mike. Let's check in now on the million. Which are the teams that are being uh, picked by the folks in the million? The
8: Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. 1,378 people chose them, catching four. That was they the were number catching four before it went to three. Thursday morning right. when we put it out with, with four. The Bengals, who Derek likes in Survivor and who he used in his Survivors, uh, Lane 7 at Dallas with no Dak Prescott. How about this, the Saints? That that, that line moved, and people are using the Saints, even mm-hmm. plus, uh, plus 2.5 here, going against the Bucks. What are well, they beating them? Eight straight regular season games. New Orleans has beat Tampa Bay. The Patriots in a bounce-back spot against the Steelers were the fourth most popular pick, and then the Packers, Lane 10 on Sunday night.
3: Yeah, on Sunday night. Derek, how about here if we checked in with Chris Andrews on the uh, – on the Sunday night game, it's a, it's a very attractive matchup for fans, even though it's a, you know, the Packers have owned <laughs> it's, in the immortal words of Aaron Rodgers. We own you. <laughs> or maybe he said, I own you. I can't remember, but he screamed it out in the end zone to a fan. What, what uh, kind of action are you getting on Sunday night? Or will that happen a little bit later today?
9: That's going to happen a little bit later. I mean, I don't, I, we haven't seen um, a lot of action here. The 10's a pretty solid number. And uh, I think you're going to see you're going to see that action like we always see on, on a late game. It's all going to come in in the last couple hours. But right now, but right now, I, I can tell you we're not getting um, much much a buyback on the Bears. There's more anti-Bears uh, mm-hmm. sentiment than there is pro-Green Bay sentiment at this point.
3: And you know, a year ago when the uh... Packers were a no-show in game one. They did bounce back in game two, and I think uh, folks probably remember that. Now, what's your feeling about having two games on Monday night, uh, Titans at the Bills and Vikings at
8: don't you wish they did it every Monday? It's yeah. Spectacular.
3: We love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> we have it. The, the latest word as the countdown to kickoff. It continues. Remember now the Panthers are catching the money. According to Derek Stevens, we'll be right back on countdown to kickoff here from the circuit. As we get closer and closer to the Sunday schedule for week two of the national football league.
1: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Well, the countdown continues, and we offer up information that you can bet on. And uh, Fox News just breaking this story. Jay Glazer, and he's a very outstanding reporter, he's saying that Jameis Winston will play today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with four fractures in his back from L1 to L4. Now, he'll play a lot of pain, obviously. Uh, They will attempt to use some painkillers, but sometimes it doesn't work from L1 down to L4. He'll have extra padding to protect his area, but he is still going to try it as we bring in John Avello from DraftKings right now. So, Johnny, when you see information like that, and, of course, the Bucks have been favored despite the fact that Tom Brady has that bad record against the Saints. But will something like that move the needle? Uh, will people in New York, New Jersey, or across this country in Illinois on DraftKings, will they go to their telephones now and uh, dial up the Bucks when they hear that about Jameis Winston?
7: Uh, they probably will, and they have been doing it for about the last hour or so. Now, we knew that uh, he did have a back injury, We didn't know to what extent, didn't know about the, uh, you know, the four different areas that he had it. But, um, you know, the latest we got was that he would probably play. Now, uh, insult to injury, no Kamara. And that's, you know, so it looks like a passing game all day. And that's not good for somebody standing back there in the pocket when um, you don't have your main guy to go to, whether it be on rushing or passing. So, We are seeing, Buck, we did open this game for Brent earlier uh, last about a week ago. We dropped as low as two and a half. We are three, and I don't see any New Orleans money as of now.
3: Yeah, especially with that late-breaking news, as Johnny just said, and you can see the, the total up there with DraftKings, it's three now. The Buccaneers are favored. That game is in New Orleans. Johnny, let me take you to one that flipped here at Circa and down at South Point. Not sure about what DraftKings has, and we go to New York with the Giants. The Giants coming off that upset win over the Titans, hosting the Carolina Panthers. The Giants were favored until last night. It flipped, and now the Panthers are favored. What are what are you seeing at DraftKings on the Panthers at the Giants?
7: Well, we did open the Giants, one. Uh, we've been back and forth on this game, and we are— pretty much dead even, I would call it, on the game. Uh, that's how we stand right now. So, uh, it's about absorbing juice for us, Brent, unless this game falls one one side or the other. But besides that, we're in good shape. Um, now, there has been some money, certainly, on the total. Uh, we opened up 42.5. We're at 43.5, so they are betting this thing over. Uh, but we're, that's one of the games, I can tell you, that we've got great balance action.
3: Now, another very popular team, in the East, obviously, because of their historical record, the, the New England Patriots. And they did not play well offensively, in particular, down in Miami last week. They're going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. The Steelers, even though they, they were a little bit lucky in getting past Cincinnati, when uh, Mika Fitzpatrick blocked that extra point, it was one of the great plays of last weekend. And then they went on into overtime, and the Steelers were able to win it I guess I'm a little bit surprised that the Patriots opened up as a favorite going into Pittsburgh. I guess maybe there's not too much respect yet for Mitch Trubisky. What's DraftKings seeing with the Patriots and the Steelers, Johnny?
7: Well, you know, sometimes, Brent, when you get a little lucky and then the handicappers look at you and they say, you know, this team's not that good and they got lucky, so they're a bet against. doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes the momentum will take you a couple of games into the season, so – um, we did open this game only one. Uh, Daniel Jones was questionable after last week. We thought he would play, but you know, at the you know a week ago or so, will he play or won't he? Well, he is in the game. Uh, Najee Harris is in the game for the Steelers. Um, we are taking Patriot money on the side, but we are also taking Steeler money on the money line at plus a dollar thirty. So this this is one of those games where we're seeing, you know, action on both sides, but in two different types of offerings. Um, so you know, let somebody win the game. If the Steelers, are, for us bookmakers, either the Steelers win the game straight up or uh, or the, you know the Patriots cover one or the other, we should be okay. What could be the best scenario is the Patriots winning the game by one or two, and then that's a good that would be great for the house. But you know, that's wishful thinking.
3: All right. Johnny Avello from DraftKings, one of the best in the business. Thanks, Johnny. We'll check in with you next week as we switch now. Steve Mackinan. Now, listen, go back and dial up vcin.com slash subscribe because you have got to get the information from Steve on Pro during the week. Steve, I want to go to your bet systems because you've got some great systems here for week two. Tell us about those week one favorites of six or more.
10: Well, Brent, uh, hey, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Uh, the week one favorites of six points or more that lost. Uh, if you look at their uh, performance on how they bounce back in week two, they're on an 18 and four straight up and against a spread run, uh, 80-something percent there. So uh, they obviously bounced back pretty well. Now, if you think about the foundation behind this, it's sort of, if you want to call it a wake-up call system. Uh, for some of these good teams that were were shocked last week. So we got four of them in play for today. Cincinnati, San Francisco, Indianapolis, and Denver.
3: Interesting, Steve, because three of them are heavy favorites, the 49ers and the Broncos uh, in particular, but the Bengals are a seven-point favorite there. Now, what about teams that stick within the division in Week 2? What did you find on that?
10: So... If you got a team playing the second of back-to-back divisional games, they've also been quite successful, 19-9 and against the spread run. Now, we already had one of these plays uh, Thursday night, the Chargers getting that backdoor cover, but hey, a spread win is a spread win, a ticket cash is a ticket cash. So, uh, we also have New Orleans today going in that uh, system, and the, uh, the Packers as well, the Bears.
3: And then the teams that lost by double digits, and we had quite a few last week. What did you find about them in uh, week two? Uh,
10: you got the number on that one? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Teams that lost by double digits week one have responded big time, 41-24-2 against the spread. So I wouldn't expect another, if you want to call it a big loss here. We got several of these teams and played for today. In fact, uh, six of them. The Jets, New England, Rams, Dallas, Arizona, and uh, Green Bay, all of those teams are applying for that 65% system today. Uh,
3: Steve, I know that uh, you pay a lot of attention to the uh, Packers, and, of course, there's Sunday night football. Uh, The Packers have dominated the Bears the last three seasons. Uh, I don't think they've lost any of the uh, six games. What are you thinking going into tonight's game? The Packers were very unimpressive last week, and uh, they're still – Short, wide receivers. What are you thinking about the Packers and the Bears tonight?
10: Yeah, well, you said it. They weren't very impressive last week. Uh, However, you you got two teams in completely different situations than they were last week. Obviously, this is a very, uh, very much more favorable matchup for the Packers historically. Uh, They haven't done quite as well against the Vikings. It's been about a 50-50 with them, but they have dominated the Bears. Uh, The Bears come off a game in which they clearly benefited from a weather situation. So uh, as long as I think the weather cooperates today, I think Green Bay has got a good chance to bounce back here.
3: You know, a very interesting Monday night. Uh, normally ESPN has a doubleheader, or had a doubleheader on uh, week one. But this year, because of the addition to ABC and the new contract, there will be two games on at the same time, even though the Titans and the Bills We'll start about an hour and 15 minutes ahead of the Vikings and the Eagles. But this is a very attractive package uh, tomorrow night on Monday night. What are you thinking about these two games, one involving the Bills and the other one, the Vikings and the Eagles, Steve? Uh,
10: Yeah, absolutely love the Monday night situation for tomorrow night. A couple great games there. Now, I find this Minnesota-Philadelphia game very interesting as far as the spread is concerned here. Minnesota has a big, big win last week. Obviously, they look very impressive against the Packers. The Eagles were able to score a lot, but they also gave up a lot to the to the Lions. So I was a little bit surprised to see them get up the two-and-a-half point mark here against Minnesota. I would probably be very comfortable taking the points in that game and possibly even a money line with the uh, optimism that uh, surrounds uh, Minnesota this year. The other game, you're looking at, I mean, it's a lot of points, but Buffalo looks to be the class of the league right now. Tennessee coming off a very difficult uh, and tough loss. To the Giants. Uh, it's still a lot of points, so I'm not as comfortable with that game.
3: Yeah, the Titans had maneuvered in for the winning field goal and uh, and just missed it. And uh, Steve, I said to have some fun. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson of the Vikings is the MVP. <laughs> hey.
10: Hey, if they're going to keep going to him and he's, he was very creative at uh, O'Connell last week and getting him in favorable matchups. So uh, if he's going to have that creativity all year, you might be onto something there, friends.
3: <laughs> okay. Steve, have a great Sunday. We'll check in with you next week. Steve Mackinnon And again, go to vcin.com slash subscribe. You cannot afford to be without vcin pro and you get those great systems and observations from Steve Mackinnon all week long. Countdown to Kickoff continues
0: live.
6: If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN,
1: the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back, uh, everybody, and a reminder about Vsin Pro. Okay, you get pro picks at a glance, rundowns all week. Only hundred and seventy-five dollars through the Super Bowl. Go to vsn.com/slash subscribe and guess what? You'll get Matt Humans all week long. You can't afford to be without the insights of Matt, who's one of my favorite favorite here guys here in, in the desert. Uh, but now I bring in. Matt Eumann's the weatherman, okay? He has switched hats, and he's going to give us
5: a weather report from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, I'm not Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel, uh, <laughs> Brent, but uh, this morning I was watching uh, the remnants of the typhoon, I think, that was uh, hitting Alaska. This is a serious storm. It's blowing into the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, it's going to be heavy rain. I heard at least an inch downtown San Francisco, and uh, there's going to be... Uh, I would say, typhoon-like conditions for today's Seahawks-49ers game in Santa Clara. (laughs) And so I I jumped on the app right away this morning and bet under 41 in the Seahawks-Niners game. Right now, it's circa, this total's down to 39 and a half. But hey, if you think about it, Brent, the under made sense anyway. Because Trey Lance and the Niners did not look very good offensively last week in poor weather conditions in Chicago. They scored 10 points. The Seahawks, you would think uh, their offense... uh, Was going to bog down a little bit today against a better 49ers defense. And by the way, the Seahawks were out gained by 180 yards by the Broncos on Monday night. They did not score in the second half of that game. That's, I think lost a little bit in the fact that they won that game 17-16 and Geno Smith looked so good. Their offensive numbers were not that impressive. So I think under 41, when you factor in the rain, is probably a pretty good play in that game.
3: Uh, yeah, well, Trey Lance now has experience, as you pointed out, in bad yeah, weather, okay, yeah. having survived that monsoon when he was upset by Chicago. Now, Gino, now, remember now, West Virginia, he played in some horrible weather back there uh, mm-hmm. for the Mountaineers from time to time before. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of Gino, uh, I was really happy for him. Um, sure. I covered him in college, Matt. He was a bit of a wise guy coming back up into the NFL to the Jets. Uh-huh. Uh, failed, Okay. And uh, I think it's—I think a lot of general managers and coaches should pay attention. Eight years around the NFL, they seem to me, and Trey Lance is a perfect example of pushing a quarterback too fast, too early, mm-hmm. not ready. It's, it is so difficult to be a quarterback in the National Football League. I, the, these kids, you, you get a Peyton Manning
5: – Uh, Just occasionally to come through who's ready to step in. And a lot of people forget how bad Peyton Manning was as a rookie. Exactly. His numbers were terrible. Uh, Drew Brees wasn't very good his first two or three years in the league. Uh, You know, you could go down the list. There's a lot of guys. Patrick Mahomes didn't play until really uh, week 17 of his uh, rookie season. And then when Mahomes did step in, look at all the weapons that were surrounding him in that KC offense. Exactly. You look at a quarterback like Justin Fields in Chicago. He's going to catch a lot of criticism this year if the Bears don't play well. But Brent, what did the Bears put around Justin Fields? Nothing. He's behind a poor offensive line. He has no playmakers. Exactly. So I think you have to be uh, more patient. Uh, these days, people have very little patience with quarterbacks, but your point is, uh, I think, on target. <laughs> yeah, Alex Smith was actually the Chiefs quarterback. You, you mentioned Mahomes. And
3: right. <laughs> he was able to uh, you know, practice and learn underneath him. And uh, so... You know, we know what Matt did, and he hit the under. Derek Stevens had also your your big bet on that that under must have moved the line that <laughs> I, was don't,
5: that I don't think so. <laughs> okay, uh, other other uh, Matt Eumann's key plays today on week two. What uh, what do you have, Matt? You know I hate to say it, Brent, because I don't like to bet the Jaguars. It usually turns out poorly when I bet uh, Jacksonville, but I, I had to make this play today. So it's a Circus Sports Million contest play for me. Jaguars plus four. I uh, I took the Jaguars plus three and a half this week. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Oh, I know. Whatever that means. You remember week 18 last year, Trevor Lawrence? (laughs) I think Lawrence has been mostly forgettable. His performances here in the first. uh, Matt. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Year. First week. Okay. Of the first weekend. Survivor. I get
3: knocked out of Survivor. <laughs> okay. Week one.
5: Okay. You and a lot of other people. Oh Brett.
3: mercy! I'll never. I'll never forget that. Uh, I think that inspired. was the most
5: popular play of Survivor in week one. That week was Colts at Jaguars. Colts get beat. Right. You get knocked out with a lot of other people. <laughs> and uh, how about last year? The final week of the season, the Colts go there. They're playing for a playoff spot. They're sixteen point favorites, and they get beat twenty six to. 11, I think, and Carson Wentz, that was the end of the road for him in Indianapolis. But the, the Colts have not won there since 2014. I know you can say, well, the line was, you know, eight, nine months ago, the line was 16, and now it's three. So you could say there's perceived value on the Colts at this point. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to look at it that way. I think this Colts team really struggled offensively last week at Houston, had three points going to the fourth quarter. Michael Pittman, wide receivers out. out. And Shaquille Leonard. Best defensive player. Out. Out. Both so out. I hate to say it, but the Jaguars are on my <laughs> card today. I'm also going to play the, the Saints uh, against the Bucks. And I didn't did not like the news, and I'm going to look for maybe a way out to yeah, maybe a way out of this play. Alvin Kamara was ruled out, and I did not know that at the time I made the bet. So I don't like the Saints as much. I don't want to sit here and tout that. There's a lot of sharp money on the Carolina Panthers against the Giants. Let me tell you about a bet. I made this week at the Westgate Superbook. And you tell me if you think there's a path to it. Because when you look at the Giants' schedule, it's a pretty easy, I don't want to say easy, but relatively soft schedule for Got the it. next 10 weeks. Saquon Barkley at 200-1 odds to win the MVP.
3: Well, if he keeps up the way he performed last week against the Titans, you on the money. I, I went to Jefferson as plus as 75. Yeah. I didn't know this until last night when I was doing some uh, research no wide receiver has ever been the MVP. I guess mm-hmm. it's basically a quarterback's award. But, you know, Matt, it's such a passing league that someday one of these wide receivers, and he is absolutely phenomenal with yeah. the Vikings. And uh, I don't dislike your – your. Bar- the only thing I, I would say about the Barkley bet is his health uh, has not been good. Sure. I, sometimes I would stay away from someone who uh, – has problems with injuries, and and the running back situation could be that way. Last year, I had a fun bet which didn't cash. Uh, was it last year? If I can't remember, I bet Andy Reid to be the coach of the year. You know, and I should have known better because that award always goes to the newcomer, and the team improves, and the voters come in on them. Not like who's the best coach in the NFL today? Exactly, Reid would be right there at the uh, at the top of it. But, but I love bets. Like that for big, I tell people all the time, you got to have some fun. I mean, it's just, it's not, oh, I got to make a lot. No, no. Have some fun with your bet. Ba- another another fun bet, play in a private league with a group of friends. You can throw 10, 20 bucks in a, a week. First to score, okay? And if nobody has the winner, then you got to carry over for the next week. I've been in this league forever. But <laughs> right. I will go to a place like Circa or over at the Super, down South Point, and I'll bet on the first to score guys on the mm-hmm. Monday night game or in a big game like that. What's uh what's your feeling today? The Raiders and the Cardinals is a very big game for both teams. You do
5: not want to go 0 two, I would tell you. You know, the Cardinals have actually lost six of their past seven going back to last year. I think the wheels are kind of falling off this team. Kyler Murray's a very immature quarterback. I think the the stories about how he's not putting in the study time. There's a lot to it. Has to, be. Yep. Has to be. They never would have put that in the contract if there wasn't something to it. Brent, if you watched him last week, and I went back and watched uh, that game again, he was totally unprepared for what the Chiefs de- uh, defense uh, mm-hmm. sent at him. He did. He wasn't reading the defense. And for a guy who's been in the league a while, a couple of years, like Kyler Murray, that's inexcusable. I like the Raiders. Arizona's got right now the worst pass defense in the NFL. At the end of the season, it might still be wor- the worst pass defense in the NFL. Uh, it's Patrick Mahomes lit up the KC, or he lit up the uh, Arizona defense last week in KC's big win. And uh, I think Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, uh, Hunter Renfro. Too many weapons for the Cardinals to cover in that secondary. I think the Raiders are more reliable in that spot today. I hate to play favorites of more than three points in the and NFL. absolutely hate agree. it. agree. But I think the Raiders are the right side in that game. Uh, actually, I
3: told somebody, I, I don't think I would do the five and a half. Okay, right. I, might, I might give the juice and do the money line uh-huh. just because of, of what you're saying. And also, my problem with the Raiders is that the center and the deep safety are both out now. Mm-hmm. If you go to intellectually, the players that you've got to have that perform and lead on the field during a game, quarterback, obviously, ahead of everybody. But I will tell you, the center and your center fielder, and that's Merrick and James are both missing from this game, uh,
5: that could be a problem for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders' weakness is, uh, no doubt, the offensive line. Absolutely. They've got to find a way to fix that offensive line. You know that from... Uh, calling Raiders games the past few years, and and that line's worse now than it was last year. Uh, If you think about three years ago, that was a strength of the Raiders. That's not the case now. Not
3: not anymore. And then we've got Monday night football coming up. Matty Humans, Give me the ugly dog that nobody wants. Give me the Titans plus 10 on Monday night. You're going to take the Titans (laughs) with the points. Listen, that's a lot of points, like he said. Uh, Titans with the 10. What about
5: the Vikes and the Eagles, my friend? I love this Eagles team. Since May, it's been my pick to win the NFC East, so I lean Eagles on uh, Sunday night. Jalen Hurts he's going to have a breakout year, Brent.
3: There you have it. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Be a member of Pro. Read Matty every day. Catch some tickets, folks. That's what it's all about.